Thanks for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. Our hope is that it helps you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Yay! Give it up for Kalisa, everybody. <laughs> oh, that's 100% my fault. I am terrible at these things. Okay, well, we're starting our 15-week trek through the Sermon on the Mount. Um, by a show of hands... Who in here has ever heard of the Sermon on the Mount before, like, we started talking about it? Okay? Keep your hands up if you have read pieces of the Sermon on the Mount before we started doing it. Okay? And keep your hands raised if you have read through all of it. Okay. Some of you. Good. Good. Perfect. Well, here's what um, I've concluded about the Sermon on the Mount. Um, from reading through it, from talking to people, from seeing what people post uh, on social media, uh, I think probably the Sermon on the Mount is one of the most um, read, one of the most quoted, one of the most like recognizable, um, but probably in its entirety, it's probably the least read and understood, right? There are parts of it that we read and we're like, oh, I really like this. I really like being um, light to the world. And I really like um, blessings. But then there are other parts that we're like, oh, I don't, I don't really understand that and I really don't uh, like that. But um, what we're gonna do and what I'm excited about doing is we're gonna spend a lot of time in it to teach through it, to understand it, because I think what we'll find at the end of this is even though the Sermon on the Mount is awesome and the best sermon ever, I think our posture might change, or at least mine has, reading through it from going, oh my gosh, I love this, to oh my gosh, I need Jesus' help in order to live this out. Because here's what Um, the Sermon on the Mount is. As Matthew records in his gospel, Jesus is announcing in chapter four that the kingdom of God is near. And what he does through the Sermon on the Mount is he announces the kingdom and shows what it looks like to be a part of that kingdom, what God's kingdom consists of. And so I'm excited to spend many weeks in it and get to learn together with you guys, okay? I'm gonna pray to start us off. Will you join me? Father, thank you for your word and thank you for um, the people in this room and a place to come each week to study. Father, I pray that as we begin looking um, at Jesus' words of what your kingdom looks like and what we are in turn to look like as followers of Jesus, I pray that you would use your Holy Spirit um, in our conversations, in our teaching, Uh, to show us Jesus and to show us your kingdom clearly and that we would be transformed people um, after this semester. I pray that you would help us um, have excitement to memorize and as we do that, that we would hide that in our heart um, and our our love for you would grow. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we are looking at the first 12 verses of the Sermon on the Mount today. Today otherwise known as the Beatitudes. Does anybody already know what the word Beatitudes means? Anybody in here? Ryan, do you know what it means? Yes, and do you know what that means? 
Like further down, another translation of it, because that's right, it's Latin. That was awesome though. Ryan's right, it comes from a Latin word. Good job, Ryan. That we translate as, and it's not, the, it's not like 100% the best translation, but how we would know it is like happy, but it's not just the feeling that fleets of happiness, um, but happy it's translated or fortunate. Um, and then there's a guy named Max Lucado where the word blessed, he, he describes it as like having applaud from God. The people that God applauds are those that are blessed. So uh, if you have your phone or if you have a physical Bible in front of you, you, will you open up to Matthew chapter five? You have to promise me though that if you're on your phone, if you're on version app, that that's where you'll remain through the night is Matthew chapter five verses one through 12, okay? Can you all promise me that? If you don't have a physical Bible and you want one, come and find me or Drake after. We would love to get you one um, so you can study scripture on your own outside of here. But we're gonna be in Matthew 5, okay? The first two verses, we're gonna start there. Matthew 5, 1 through 2. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. I wanna pause there for two reasons, okay? This is him getting in a posture to preach his, the best sermon ever. And two things he does are really interesting. One, he goes up onto a mountainside. If you're familiar with the Old Testament, there are other people who have gone up a mountain. Who are you thinking in your mind as I say that? You can yell it out to me. Who else went up on a mountain? Moses, that's what I wanted to hear, Mr. Gaiman, Moses. In this moment, Jesus, as he goes up on this mountainside, he is reflecting back in Exodus, the second book of our Bible, where Moses goes up onto a mountain and God meets him there and gives him the law to help God's people live as God's people in a land. And now here, Jesus goes up to this mountainside and he sits down. But this time, instead of God speaking through a prophet, God is in flesh as Jesus, talking to people about how to live in God's kingdom. Second thing I want you to notice is that he sits down. In this day, Jewish rabbis would sit. It's much different than when you get taught in school. What do you do? You sit in your desk and your teacher stands up all day on the whiteboard writing and teaching you about all of the things that you need to know to be a successful human being. This is different in Jesus' day. The teacher would be the one that would sit, and then those who are listening in on the teaching, they would stand. And so Jesus assumes this posture, and he sits. So, now what does he say? It goes on, he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are those who are pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted. And you're like, hold on a minute. What? Except maybe this isn't as shocking for us because quite a few of you raised your hands and you've said that you've heard this before. So maybe even as I read it, you're like, yes, I've heard that before. But what you need to know in the moment that Jesus is saying this, with his disciples and the crowds of people that have come around, this would be shocking to hear. 
And what God is do, or what Jesus is doing in this moment is showing us a truth that we're gonna see throughout the next 15 weeks that God's kingdom is upside down. Can you repeat that after me? God's kingdom is upside down. Do it one more time. God's kingdom is upside down. And what I mean by that is when you look at the kingdom of the world and the way things go normally, God's kingdom looks different than that. And Jesus says this list of blessings of people, descriptions of people that are happy or are fortunate in the kingdom, and they sound pretty different than what we would think, right? Think in your mind, don't say it out loud. When I say blessed is the person, fill it in in your mind. Some things that I think of are blessed is the person that is successful. Blessed is the person that is able to take care of themselves. Or blessed is the person that has many friends or gets along well with people. The world maybe says, like, blessed are the people who fight tooth and nail to become successful and and rule over people or work over people. Or blessed are the proud people, those who just have this self-awareness and this, like, confidence. But Jesus chooses different than the world would. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit. And that parallels with what Luke would say in his gospel account, blessed are the poor, and he leaves off spirit. So blessed are the poor in spirit spiritually and also economically. And the world would say, blessed, happy, is the person with nothing. Blessed are those who mourn. By a show of hands, how many of you guys just really like to cry? and be so sad, rain cloud over you, Eeyore all the time, that is great. Happy are the sad. It's upside down, right? It's totally different. But here's the thing, Jesus is letting us in and giving us a glimpse of what the kingdom of God looks like. And for these people that were sitting here with Jesus, they are looking forward to the day that God would come and reign and rule as king. They're constantly looking ahead. But what Jesus says when he announces that the kingdom of God is near is that God is presently acting as king right now. And we'll come to find out that it's Jesus who is actually bringing in the kingdom as the king throughout his life up to his death. But these people would have probably, if not shocked, they would have turned their ear and said, blessed are the persecuted? Blessed am I when I am insulted and people say false things about me? Does that sound like a blessing to you guys? But for the kingdom of God and the people sitting around, Jesus says, blessed are these people. And as I studied, I was like, okay, so are, am I, to be a follower of Jesus, am I supposed to just start mourning? Like wearing all black, and I didn't mean to do this, wearing all black all the time, crying all the time, being sad 
uh, and just like never, never smiling underneath my mask? Or am I supposed to get rid of everything? Or am I supposed to go looking for persecution? Like blessed are the people that are persecuted and so am I supposed to do that? But in studying, I don't think these are things that we are to strive to become, but these are things that people that may have even been listening to Jesus as he gives this sermon were true of them. Because as I studied, I looked at, okay, what does poor in spirit actually look like? And it's things where people who have a longing for something more, people who have a longing for God, or people who are humble. There are other parts in scripture where it seems like in James that people are actually more happy when they don't have a lot of wealth. Or what does it mean to be meek? And what does a meek person in God's kingdom look like? Well, it looks like being a servant and lifting others up and knowing that there is someone greater and that's God, that I'm, I don't have to be head honcho, I don't have to be number one. And again, these are not things that Jaden needs to go out and she needs to be like, I'm gonna be meek today. But these are just characteristics of people in the kingdom of God. And if you read through them and you look at what each of these mean, you could really just insert in there, blessed are the people that look like Jesus. Because at every part of his life, Jesus served. And Jesus pointed to, the, to God. And he did the Father's will. Blessed are the people who look like Jesus. But some of these two, if you would look at them, they are character traits. Blessed are the meek, people who think that they're not number one, that they're not the greatest. They, they don't think I'm, I'm the worst, but they have a good thinking of themselves because they know that God is great and I, and I am me and I can be content in serving. And so some of these blessings are to look, were to look inward because what happens when you join God in his kingdom is that your heart starts to transform. And so some of these people are longing and their hearts are being transformed. What I loved about blessed are those who mourn, as I was reading, are there are people that mourn. They look around, and we can look around, and know that things don't operate as they were meant to, and that things are broken. And so they, they mourn because they mourn the creation that isn't complete, and that isn't as good as it was when it was first created, and they long for the day that God comes back and fixes all of it. And others, they, the, the, the promise that comes with the blessing, like blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom, allows us to look forward. Because what you'll read in scripture a lot is that the kingdom is now, but it's also not yet. It's near and here, but it's also coming, and so there's a future part of the blessing of God's people. But the thing that I want us to pay most attention to as Jesus gives this list of blessings is that Jesus comes 
and all people are welcome. Look at the beginning of five again. In, in verse two, it says, his disciples came to him and he began to teach them. If you're reading through Matthew, at this point, Jesus has called four fishermen and he's done teachings, he's healed sick people and crowds began to come around him everywhere he goes. So he goes up to this mountainside and the crowd comes with him. And there's a lot of people that make up this crowd. And most scholars think that maybe there are people that he's talking to in this crowd that fit the descriptions when he says, blessed are you who are merciful. And blessed are you who mourn. But the fact is that Jesus invites these people into his kingdom. Because God's kingdom is upside down, that it's not just for those who have all the fame, it's not just for those who have all the popularity, but it's for those that maybe think they don't deserve it. Those who are waiting for God to come and put everything back together. Jesus says, the kingdom is here and you're a part of it. So the underlying is blessed are the people that look like Jesus. And as it goes on to say, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the people that act like Jesus. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are those whose hearts are transformed by Jesus. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the people that look forward to the day when everything is set right. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Blessed are the people that are rejected for their allegiance to Jesus. I think throughout this, we, we see that following Jesus is different than the world would have you think. And it's, and it's not going to be maybe what is expected. Because for these people, these would be shocking things. But following Jesus has promises like for yours is the kingdom. You will be comforted. You will be shown mercy. Because of the righteousness that your life uh, depicts, you will inherit the earth. You will inherit the kingdom. And Jesus opens up and shows us what the kingdom of God looks like. And you're probably thinking, so what do I do with this? And that was the hardest thing for me too, because I was like, okay, if people who are smarter than me are saying that, that I'm not supposed to just take on all eight or nine, however you want to count them, all of these, then how am I to live? Blessed are the people who look like Jesus, then I look like Jesus. And we're going to have 14 more weeks where we walk through different things, really practical things of what people in the kingdom do and how it looks different how Jesus comes and he points back to the law and the way that Israel was told to live. And he says, I've come to fulfill it. And so you heard that this was said. Truly I t say to you, this is true, but here's how you live it as kingdom people. And so I think for us, the encouragement is just simply this. That in the kingdom of God, those who look like Jesus are blessed. They are happy and the kingdom of God is near, and the kingdom of God is for people that maybe don't think they belong, 
And the kingdom of God is for you and it's for me. And it has a king that is presently reigning. We don't have to look forward to the day that he sits on his throne, but he's sitting there now. And Jesus is our king that is holding all things together. God's kingdom is one that is upside down. And God's kingdom is one that the people who follow him are blessed. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for being faithful. God, thank you for loving us and thank you for inviting us in. Father, I ask that you would give us um, a hunger and a thirst to know you. God, that you would continue to bring us back as we study your word. Father, I ask that you would make us people that look like you, that you would make us people that have, a, have an allegiance to you and aren't afraid of what the world might say or might do. Father, that you would make us people who trust you in the good and in the hard. And you would make us people that have an awareness of your kingdom in the right here and the right now. And that we would be people that are sent out to invite other people in. Jesus, we love you. And we're grateful for you. Holy Spirit, would you continue to help us look like Jesus? It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. We hope that this teaching is helping you discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. If you're interested in learning more about Christ Church, visit us online at cco.church.